Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, folks, as promised, we have with us on the line now Glenn Davis, candidate for lieutenant governor of the state of Virginia. And uh, sir, are you there? I'm here, Craig. Thanks so much for having me on today. Hey, thank you for coming on, and uh, we're just uh, real happy to have you and want you to share with our audience uh, your vision for the state of Virginia, sir. So uh, we're going to let you run with it here for for a few minutes. Well, I appreciate it. Well, you know, my my vision's pretty simple. I got into this race to, uh, to make Virginia number one again for business and job growth, and what that means is there's a lot of uh, people around the Commonwealth that are hurting. Where we most families aren't back to where they were in 2011. Uh, a lot of unemployment people, a lot of underemployed, those that used to make one salary and now that they may have a job, they still, you know, may only make two thirds or half of what they used to make. Um, Craig, our, our business policies and our tax regulations are truly uh, driving businesses and jobs to to D.C., Maryland, and North Carolina. And, uh, and I got into this race to get those jobs back and help small businesses grow. It's uh, 70% of all jobs are created by small businesses. So mm-hmm. if you strangle small businesses, you're going to kill jobs. And that's unfortunately what Virginia's been doing. Yeah, yeah. And I notice on your website here you have quite a few high-profile endorsements. Uh, Delegate uh, Kirk Cox, speaker actually, uh, K- Terry Kilgore, uh, former Congressman Tom Davis, former Governor Bob McDonald. Uh, what is it about you that these men see that they would think you would be preferable to the other two candidates? All three of you, I think, are, are very fine people, by the way. Well, thank you. And you know, I'm, I'm honored to be running with them. And just for clarification, uh, all of them have endorsed uh, Bob McDonald. I used to be his legislative aide in the mid-'90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and I are very good friends. Uh, he's friends with all the people that are running. So uh, his is not a formal endorsement personally oh, in this okay. particular race. Uh, but that is the one that is quotes about me, and uh, we are very good friends. Like I said, and I, he was oh, okay. one of my mentors. Yeah, um, I just got through talking about what a shame it is that, you know, a man bought his wife some shoes and, and some dresses and he almost goes to prison. And Terry McAuliffe is under two federal investigations that got swept under the rug under the Obama administration. And I've not heard about them since under the new Trump administration. You have anything to say about that? Well, that's, I mean, that is a shame. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you talked a lot about what happened to, to Bob McDonald. And uh, it, it really, he made the short list for vice president. And, um, and you know, they went after his political career. And This is uh, how the, the enemy department. fights us. I'm sorry? This is how the enemy fights oh, us. Is. They cannot beat it us is. on issues. They they have to make politics very, very personal. They, they, they are, right. It's like a knife fight in an alley. Right. Nope. And that's it. And and that's what, you know, I love about our party, Craig. I just wish more people running for office that are Republicans would understand we don't have to go down to that level, especially in our own primaries. We can win on the issues. I've been around the Commonwealth uh, for 14 months driving Mellow Yellow, our, our, our RV, and, uh, 
you know, we've got over 50,000 miles on it. And I've talked to the hardest of Republicans and, you know, and, and a number of moderate Democrats, even some hard Democrats. And our message sells if we have the right messenger and the right message. And the right message is if we get rid of regulatory burdens on small businesses, on Virginians, uh, lower the tax burdens, then everyone has a chance at the American dream. The same dream, the chance that I had, my great-grandfather came here from Italy with nothing in his pockets, and he, his trade was grinding blades and shears. My grandfather dropped out of school in the sixth grade to work for his father before going to World War II, and when he came back, he packed, practiced that same trade. And mm-hmm. I grew up sitting on a stool watching, you know, my grandfather and my uncles grind blades and shears. So that's why well, when I lost my you. job. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's where I learned about the American Dream, and that's where I was able to start my first business out of a one-bedroom apartment back in '99. Wow. Yeah. You've you've uh, you've come up come up a ways since 1999, and it's less than 20 years, 18 years. Yeah. 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 That work ethic that they instilled in you uh, was a true blessing. Yeah. But yes, now, but see, this is the thing that that gets me. We're in a primary, and we. And, and it's not just your race, but the governor's race, you know, all these races, everyone. And I get it. OK. And I, I understand the uh, the Republican way, uh, which I think is a little bit on the Boy Scoutish side. And the people that understand policy, they're going to vote for you if you're the nominee uh, anyway. They, 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 there's a certain segment of the population of Virginia that is going to be with us. But we are outnumbered by the uh, combination of of the other two camps, those that are never going to vote Republican, and then those that are susceptible to the misinformation. Uh, They're good, decent people, but they just, they have this false belief that Republicans hate women, hate blacks, hate Hispanics, hate children, hate clean air, hate clean water, and the only thing we love is money, and that's it, Okay. And, right. uh, and or as Obama said, we love our religion and our guns and our antipathy to those that are not like us. And this is how we are portrayed now. And so we started this conversation with how they unfairly targeted Bob McDonald and took him out because they cannot beat us on issues. So my thinking is, sir, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you no matter who the nominee is, if it's you or same thing for governor, no matter who we nominate, they're going to tar all of us. So how do you fight that when, you know, the history is whenever we nominate a Boy Scout, we get we get our clock cleaned. I mean, look at nationally uh, Mitt Romney. You don't get more white bread clean cut than Mitt Romney. And they said what? He killed a man's wife. He's uh, he he bought all these companies up and he fired everyone and he's evil. He even abused his dog. You know, they went back to his high school and they said, oh, he he beat up a gay boy in high school and gave him a haircut against his will. I mean, how do you fight that, sir? Well, you know, being sticking to the truth and and being that so-called Boy Scout doesn't mean you don't fight, Craig. You know, I, I believe in our principles. I think we've got the right ones. Economic opportunity. You know, American Dream for Everyone, that, that is the right message. But we've got to be willing to fight and have someone deliver that message properly. Craig, I'll tell you how I've been doing it in Northern Virginia, in, in areas with people that are, are those moderate Democrats that we need to bring into our tent. And, Craig, what I do 
is I walk in there and I talk to them. I don't talk to them about themselves who are on government programs first. I talk to them about their children. Mm-hmm. And do they want their children to have the same challenges and difficulties as they've had? Do they want their children to be on the same government programs and rely on government uh, uh, things as much as they have? And, of course, they don't. And I talk to them about how, you know, what we stand for, what we create by getting rid of these regulations is the ability for their child to have a chance at the American dream, to do what I did and, and start a business out of a one-bedroom apartment with one two-week paycheck left in hand and then make something and create opportunities for themselves in the mm-hmm. next generation. And they like that. They, that. Everyone wants the best for their child, and that's what they want. And then we talk about themselves, and they get concerned about their entitlement programs. And what we explain is we don't want to pull the rug out from underneath them, Craig. We want to help them walk off the program so they can have a chance at that American dream maybe for themselves and be a role model for their children because you see a lot of our programs, like Medicaid, are hostage programs. You make $1 too much than the allowable limit, and Very you lose true. all your benefits. Yes. And people can't afford to take the raise. They can't afford to take the promotion. They, they can't afford to start a small business on the side because they'll lose all their benefits at one time, which is far in excess of that extra dollar a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Craig, you can see the light come on a little bit. That's how we that's how we tell our message. That's how we win these people back. And that's how we fight it. You know, I, I know it's a cliche and, you know, and, and people quote it all the time that the truth shall set you free. But Craig, it does. You just have to be willing to fight for that truth. Right. But I, now I'm in agreement with you, sir. But it's the way that is delivered. Now, for example, you look at how, for example, Mitt Romney delivered that truth in a very mild mannered way and, and got beat. Donald Trump delivered the same truth and he was kicking butt and taking names and toting the big set of onions in the room, okay? And he wins. Yep. So yep. W- what we're trying to do is we're trying to nominate a person that's going to fight for us against the Democrat. We're not, we're not nominating you to be lieutenant governor. We're nominating you to fight for us for the opportunity to be lieutenant governor. And the first thing you have to do is, is, is pimp slap the Democrat. Because that's yep. what he's doing to you. Yep, yep. And, I, and I'll tell you, Craig, and so, you know, I've, I've had to fight for every little thing I've gotten in life. Um, you know, I started out in Norfolk, Virginia, in Ocean View, in a two-bedroom apartment with both my parents, my sister and I, who shared a room until, you know, I was in the fourth grade, and we had to get our own room in a, in a townhouse. And I, I, I'm like Donald Trump to the extent that I, if I believe in something and my principles, I fight for them. And you know, Mitt Romney had a little bit of a difficulty because he came from a place with money with his parents, uh, and he did extremely well and he did well for others. But he came from that place. Well, Trump I did too. This. Trump Trump was born rich, just like Romney he, was he born did, rich. He did, he but did, Trump but brought can, an attitude, and and Romney yep. didn't. And and I can bring the attitude and the story because I didn't. I was rich in family, and I was rich in love. But that's all we were rich in. We weren't rich in money and wealth. I, you know, I grew up thankfully with a mother that stayed home to help raise me and my sister, and a father that worked, you know, the forty-five hours a week. Oh, um, God bless you. That, now that's a true blessing, sir. To, I mean, because uh, you're in my generational cohort, Generation X, and our generation is the first American generation that it wasn't everyone, but by and large, we were latchkey kids. The you know. Most mm-hmm. of us. And so if you were not, you, oh, what a blessing that was for you, sir. Yeah. It was, it was. And so, so I can, when people tell me that, that I, I, 
you know, I was born lucky. Well, they, they need to go and look at the video where, where I was raised. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I, I, you know I, didn't, I did not have a silver spoon, so I can tell the American story and fight for it because I had a chance to live it. Yeah. Um, and when people tell me, when Democrats say, you know, you know we need to give people things, Craig, I wasn't given a thing. And there are mm-hmm. people out there just like me in some of the much tougher spaces that I am friends with. And they fall for what they have. But it's that thing that if government doesn't go and give people things, then they don't have to take things from others. And if you don't have to take things from others, those people have a chance at the American dream. Amen. And those are the people we're talking to. And, and that's, I can tell you that I can go down into in the heart of Richmond. I can go into Northern Virginia into a lot of those tough democratic areas. And they may not agree with us on the social issues, but, you know, Craig, that's a discussion with them for a later time. Mm-hmm. Let's get them to get on board in the one issue that crosses partisan divides, and that's economic opportunity. Very well said. Okay, uh, we, we greatly appreciate it, but now before you go, we'd like to give you one last chance to make your best pitch your 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 best one minute pitch uh, for the voters to uh, we we just try to be fair with everyone so go for it brother. Sure. Well, I, I appreciate. It. Well, thank you for the opportunity, and I'm I'm running for lieutenant governor um, because I will create economic opportunity all across Virginia. Uh, that's why I've got fifty thousand miles on the RV. I've been doing it while I've been running, and we need to win in November. And I'm the person that not only can deliver Hampton Roads to our ticket in November. But I'm also the one that can help get that ticket across the finish line because I've got the background in tax reform and regulatory reform and all the things that matter to allow our small businesses to flourish and once again create economic opportunity and jobs for everyone. And I hope I, you know, and I'd love to have the honor of earning everyone's support on June 13th in the Republican primary. Okay, very well said. And this is the bench for governor four years hence. So uh, everyone out there, please go vote, okay? And uh, thank you yeah. so much, sir. Uh, Glenn, uh, Glenn Davis, time. folks. Glenn Davis. Thank, thank you again, sir. Thank you. Have a wonderful afternoon. All right. You too now.